22nd. I had to take my mask off. Hello and welcome to Life Has Purpose podcast with Bethany and Ryan Baumberger. Baumberger. Wow. It is so good to be here. It's so good to be inside where you can actually breathe freely, not mm-hmm. be inhibited no by masks. I was joking about that. Craziness. Mm-hmm. So the world is getting more and more surreal. Mm-hmm. Racists are calling everyone else racist. Mm-hmm. The nation's largest abortion chain, Planned Parenthood, is denouncing violence. And Democrats <laughs> want to tear down statues of one of our nation's greatest liberators, President Abraham Lincoln. Mm. BLM activists want to tear down the Freedmen's Monument in Lincoln Park in D.C. I watched a video of that. That was insane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a statue that celebrates abolition, and it was paid for by free slaves, which were mostly Union veterans, and it was dedicated by none other than former slave abolitionist and world changer Frederick Douglass. But sure, SJWs are offended by something they've actually never, never. endured. They never crazy. did, right. Meanwhile, the pastors are, what, kneeling to Ugh. godless ideologies and... Masks are mandatory unless you're rioting. Actually, in Washington State, in one yeah. of the counties in Washington State, you didn't have to wear a mask if you were black. So I, I wouldn't have had to, I guess maybe I would have had to wear half a mask. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they, they said that if you're black, you don't have to wear it if you fear being profiled. They actually rescinded that. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and I've tried three different types of masks and I start coughing at the worst times because it literally triggers something in my throat and people always, they hear a little cough and they're like... They're running. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're I all like, their eyes it. are all big because you can't see anything else in their face and they're like, she's got the Rona. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, no, my throat is dry because I actually have an allergy to the cotton. <laughs> or whatever they, the, or whatever the it is. materials made out of from China. Anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I choke on the anthrax, but don't worry, I won't breathe my non-ronavirus breath on you. It's well, crazy. Don't worry, though. But worry. Don't worry, but worry. I know. <laughs> because coronavirus is spiking, and by spiking, we mean there's a few more cases because the CDC and other medical authorities have finally figured out how to get testing out. Just took about six months. Yeah, I mean, that's all you hear of the mainstream media. You know, coronavirus spiking. Of course, that it, it, they only spiked after the Trump rally in Oklahoma. Remember I know. That? It wasn't, it it didn't wasn't spike the after. riots. Tens of thousands or right. hundreds of thousands protested from coast to coast Mm-mm. only after Trump spoke. But Right. True story. But in the middle of this chaos, the good news is that there's peace that passes all understanding. Come on. And God is still in control. And uh, he's even in control when his creation decides to be out of control. Amen. So take heart and know that God is, is really... Um, so faithful. He really is faithful even in all of this. And I've just been so encouraged by the remnant and the people that have um, just have hearts for God in the midst of this and really believe that this is the beginning of the third great awakening. And I, I, I believe that's true. And I think that revival comes when things are dead. You don't revive alive things. You revive dead things. So we'll take the peace and the revival of the Holy Spirit in the midst of all this that's going on. Yes, 100%. Sadly, too many don't even realize what's going on all around us. It's really just about control. I know. It's about political control. It's about ideological control. It's about you know, thought control. It's Mm -hmm. about speech control and, you know, all kinds of control. Right. And even birth control, because while millions of businesses um, have been closed down, the multi 
billion dollar abortion industry continues to profit from controlling births right in this country through fear through miseducation Mm -hmm. through lobbying just millions of dollars millions mm -hmm, of propaganda and Planned Parenthood makes a killing even in a pandemic economy because they're hell-bent on living out their eugenic DNA every child a wanted child you know that phrase actually that's that's been their unofficial slogan since they began Mm. and it comes from of course their founder but it's you see the control out there and people are so allowing themselves to be so manipulated and i'm not even just talking about pandemic i'm just talking about on the regular people are just allowing themselves to be tossed to and fro right (laughs) like children like we talk about ephesians 4 14 you know by every new wind of teaching or every new political assertion or every new whatever and they're allowing themselves to be tricked by lies so clever they sound like the truth right isn't that a great verse that's just and just put so well and i i do i feel like there are times we want peace so bad and we want to achieve the goals that we have in our own mind so so much that we're willing to do almost anything to just get back to what we think is like normal oh oh, oh, but if we just do this and if we just do that we'll be safe and we have to take all of the things that the world is saying is a safety net and really weigh it with what God is um, speaking to our hearts. Yeah. You talked about that meme that you saw on Facebook right, the other day. I, about- right. I was telling you about this meme that was honestly, it was, it was a picture of a man's face and he was just, he had a mask on, but the mask was a hand over his mouth, just wow. shutting him up. Yeah. It's not it's not time. It's your time to be compliant. It's it's not your time to say anything. It's your time to just listen and do what you're told. Be a good kid. Do what you're told. <laughs> and and honestly, um it's it's frightening how much we've just free speech has just been shut down. Our rights to run our businesses, our rights to do all these things have just been shut down. A pandemic exposes all kinds of things, including the hypocrisy of fake feminists. Where they say, you know, they're always shouting, my body, my choice. But then they're demanding that our bodies wear a mask. Right. Planned Parenthood would make their founder, Margaret Sanger, super proud today. Yes. And all of the pseudoscience they're passing out and all that propaganda they're spewing in a day and age where white supremacy is the scapegoat for everything. Right. Here is one white supremacist who gets celebrated right. daily. Right. Daily. The mother of the birth control crusade, the mother of Planned Parenthood, the socialist activist. Yes, she voted for socialist candidates uh, during her lifetime, Mm -hmm. throughout her lifetime. She she spread her brand of racist elitism in a pseudoscience called eugenics. Right. So exactly. And in in this episode, we're going to talk about Sanger in context, Mm. in all of her shocking racism and anti-human worldview. There's stuff you've never heard of before. And we need to say up front that God loves us Mm -hmm. no matter who we are, no matter what we do, no matter what we've done. He's a God of wholeness. He's a God of healing. He's a God who forgives and never gets tired of it. So for those who, who have chosen abortion or have counseled other people to choose abortion and you carry that weight, you are so loved. Yes. And and for those that are working in the industry, you are so loved. Mm-hmm. We um, relentlessly expose an industry, but we're always loving toward individuals. Yes. We have great resources, by the way, for those who are po- post-abortive. And that's for women mm-hmm. and men. 
right? Yeah. Radiance.life forward slash heal. And, and for those that are facing unplanned pregnancies, there's compassionate help and hope at optionline.org and pregnancydecisionline.org. You are not alone. Absolutely. Thank God for pregnancy centers across this country, for maternity homes, for right. adoption agencies and churches that reach out to those facing unplanned pregnancies. We are so tired of the mm. world yeah. just duping everybody. You know, we're duped by a multi-million dollar abortion business. So today we're going to dig deep, people. Real deep. Real right? deep. Mm-hmm. And we're going to contrast Margaret Sanger's brokenness with the breakthrough that comes through people who actually have a radically different God-centered worldview. One of those Come examples, on. Dr. Mildred Jefferson. Love her. A remarkable woman who happened to be black, who right. fought through the racism of Jim Crow to blaze trails in the medical field. Yeah, this quote lays down the real foundation of what we're talking about. Quote, Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist white woman. Well. That is part of history that cannot be changed. Who said that? Yeah, do you know who said that? It wasn't a pro-life group. It wasn't an anti-abortion activist or conservative. It was, drum roll please, Planned Parenthood's own employees. What? Mm. Okay. Let's just explain this to you. Right. That quote verbatim was written actually online by Planned Parenthood employees. Uh, It was Planned Parenthood of Greater New York. Right. And they were complaining about their own CEO of that particular affiliate calling her a racist, says she was a bully. She said racist things. She was a horrible CEO. And so they they told Planned Parenthood board and they did nothing for 18 months, did nothing about the CEO. So then they decided we're just going to go online. And so that quote is actually from this whole petition, this Mm -hmm. whole letter that they had online where they're calling out their own organization. The sad part is... They acknowledge racism and bullying, but they don't see it where it's most evident. Right. In the fact that Planned Parenthood is the leading killer of black lives. Right. Abortion is the number one killer in the black community. So we we just pray that God opens the eyes of those in the abortion industry, Mm -hmm. of those Planned Parenthood employees, that they will see See, the light. Yes. 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 Speaking of the light, you know, where is the outrage from the church nationwide? You know, I I feel like I I feel like I try to compartmentalize how I feel about the absence of the church, but it is actually grievous to me when we see how the church, if they wanted to, can mobilize yes. in under twenty four hours, and yet the majority of the time, and on on a mass scale. Innocent human lives are being slaughtered in the most systemic, state-sponsored discrimination. And churches are largely silent. (sighs) They are largely just invisible. That just... It almost makes me want to cry when I think about it. Because mm-hmm. you're right. In 24 hours, they can mobilize for for uh, Black Lives Matter protests. Or they can mobilize over sex trafficking. Or they can mobilize over all these other things. But where is the church? And it's not just the 60 million plus unborn babies that were killed. It's also the hundreds and hundreds of mothers who've been killed by abortionists. It is the millions of mothers and fathers who are harmed emotionally, physically, psychologically by all of this. 
And if you don't feel a sense of grief, if this isn't sobering to you, then I ask that you would just rewind and just re-listen to the things that we're saying. This is grieving the heart of God. And for that very purpose, it should grieve your heart too if you're a Christian or if you're a pastor or if you're a layman or if you're just a Christian, regardless of your position in church. This should not be something that you can find peace with. No, it's injustice. It's not some personal decision between an individual and God, little G God, an individual and her abortionist. It's an injustice. And the church should rise against injustice. Evil flourishes when the church is silent. You know, I think... In 1967 is when one of the first laws legalizing abortion, in fact, I think it was the first law legalizing abortion, was actually signed by the then Democrat Ronald Reagan, who was governor. He ended up becoming Mm. a Republican. But it was called the Therapeutic Abortion Act. That was in California? (laughs) Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. in California, 1967. And it started off, you know, saying, because of these extreme cases, we'll do this. And this is what, this is how evil starts. It always starts off right. seemingly innocuous. Oh, yes, it's to help these, these horrific circumstances, right? Mm. And then it grew from a few hundred that first year to now, and they didn't even keep their stats. No. They're... It's about 200,000. They're not even sure. The statisticians even say that these, these statistics are not correct in, in California. But it's, it's morphed into what is nationwide, 61 million Deaths. 61 million wiped out by America's abortion industry led by Planned Parenthood. And it all started with Margaret Sanger. Let's dive into this because just when you thought you knew about Sanger, we've got some shocking things to reveal about the mother of Planned Parenthood. You're listening to Life Has Purpose with Bethany and Ryan Bomberger. They love to tell you, abortion's so good for you. Just pay a fee and get equality. Their fraud's extensive, their lies defenseless. Their parenthood's been counting for a century. It's fake feminism, it's fake feminism, it's fake feminism. They don't want you to know. This is basic health care. Thousands of women died before Roe every year. We're not political. Planned Parenthood, we're nonpartisan. Planned Parenthood is fake feminism. Fake feminism. Fake feminism. They don't want you to know. Fake feminism. Fake feminism. Fake feminism. All they want is your doubt. Learn more at radiance.life slash fake feminism. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Bomberger, and you're listening to Life Has Purpose with my mom and dad. Life Has Purpose. Do you believe in sin? When I say believe, I don't mean in believe in committing sin. Do you believe there is such a thing as, a, as sin? Well, I think the greatest sin in the world is bringing children into the world that have disease from their parents, that have no chance in the world to be a human being, practically. Delinquents, prisoners, all sorts of things just mock when they're born. That, to me, is the greatest sin. Wow. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Margaret Sanger being asked by journalist Mike Wallace, and some of you may remember him from 60 Minutes, but he was asking her about what she considered to be sin, and that was her response. 
Yeah, this is this is the mother of the birth control crusade. She was a member of the undeniably racist American Eugenic Society. She started her first birth control clinic in 1916 in Brooklyn, New York. And Ryan, what motivated her? Was it love? No. Was it empathy? No. No. Was it revulsion and eugenics? Absolutely. Yeah. So here's Sanger's own words about how she defined birth control from her book, Women and Their New Race. This is from chapter 18. Quote, birth control itself, often denounced as a violation of natural law, is nothing more or less than the facilitation of the process of weeding out the unfit, of preventing the birth of defectives or of those who will become defectives who thinks this sounds empowering <laughs> it's disgusting oh, my word who let's, are you let's, to say who's going to become a defective <laughs> mm. i mean this is the this is the crazy thing this is when human beings get to decide that they're the arbiters of human value and worth mm-hmm. and they get to think that they're better what made margaret sanger better than someone who was blind than someone who had physical disabilities or some someone who was incarcerated we all have equal and irrevocable worth. But let's quick define eugenics. Eugenics, okay. I guess if you just distill it down to two words, it means well-born. Right. It was and still is the vile process of controlled reproduction to change the genetic makeup of the population. Mm. That's why we call it population control. Mm-hmm. And I say it still is because it's not some archaic ideology right. that was yesterday and it's gone. Right. It is just as strong today. The same organizations that were funding Sanger still yeah. exist today. Rockefeller Foundation, Ford Foundation, Hewlett Packard uh, the Foundation. I mean, the list goes on and on. They still exist today. The Kellogg right. Foundation. It just... And everybody wants to write it off as that it was an ugly Hitler thing. And it was a thing of yesterday. Mm. And it's a thing of today. It is. It's a thing of today. Wake up, folks. Smell the eugenics. Yeah. Sanger actually led the effort in um, the development of the birth control pill, working with controversial biologist Gregory Pincus. She connected him to massive funding, and they sought to test their product on the Puerto Rican population. Oh, of course, because you don't want to do it on you know right. their own. Right, because well, actually, it was illegal right. to conduct um, these tests here in mm-hmm. the U.S. So where do they go? So <laughs> they decide we're going to work with proper Procter and Gamble. Heir Charles Gamble, Mm -hmm. who was already running birth control clinics as a result of FDR's New Deal funding uh, in the U.S. territory. So it was this eugenic effort to severely reduce Puerto Rico's population and eliminate uh, those eugenicists uh, considered unfit. Yeah. They're like, listen, we're going to just wipe out this population because we don't we don't like them and we don't think that they are bettering our society. Right. So use brown women as guinea pigs. In fact, Sanger called the unethical clinical trials a, quote, feather in Gamble's cap, unquote. I mean, this is this is the whole story of eugenics. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, they're completely unethical. One, you're talking about a pseudoscience. It's not even real science, but pseudoscience. It doesn't matter the collateral damage. Right. Women's lives have always been disposable to the reproductive rights movement. Let's not forget Sanger supported forced sterilizations before she was against them. Wait a minute. Forced Forced. sterilization. I know. Like, and that's why we had state mm-hmm. eugenics boards that went in and, and forcibly sterilized people like, you know, Fannie Lou Hamer, like right. Elaine Riddick. And you see in the, in the excellent documentary Mafia 21, which you can yes. go to Mafia21.com and watch that. But these were forced sterilization. So in, in April 1932, she wrote in her deeply racist and anti-human birth control review. <sighs> it's so hard to read these words sometimes. Quote, 
apply a stern and rigid policy of sterilization and segregation mm. to that grade of population whose progeny is already tainted to apportion farmlands and homesteads for these segregated persons where they would be for the period of their entire lives, end quote. Okay, so it's basically kind of like a, a concentration camp for those who are deemed unfit. Mm. This is the same woman who launched the Negro Project, right, in 1939. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To what? <clears throat> to, quote, severely reduce or eliminate the birth rate of poor blacks. There was no Asian project. No. No Hispanic project. No. And she used the prominent blacks like W.E.B. Du Bois, um, the kicked out founder of the NAACP, (laughs) Mary McLeod Bethune, Mm -hmm. famous pastors and others to promote a deeply racist eugenics agenda. Yeah. And as a part of this effort to severely reduce or eliminate the birth rate of poorer blacks, Dr. Dorothy Farabee, who was also African-American, by the way, Mm -hmm. she was a member of Sanger's Advisory Council for the Birth Control Federation of America. That's... That was something that Sanger established. It's all part of Planned Parenthood. But she said of the Negro Project this. This this is why it's not so much a color thing. It is a depraved human thing. Right. But she said, quote, the future program should center around more education in the field through the work of a professional Negro worker, because those of us who believe that the benefits of Planned Parenthood as a vital key to the elimination of human waste Mm. must reach the entire population, also believe that a double effort must be made to extend this program as a public health measure to Negroes whose need is proportionately greater, end quote. Human waste. Yeah, nothing says Black Lives Matter like calling anyone human waste. Talk about racist. (laughs) I mean, this our our culture throws that word around so much that it just becomes diluted. But this, what we're talking about here, is the this is the heart of someone who is a true racist. Yeah, she led this fight. Right. Her, I mean, her, her writings are filled with racism and pseudoscientific claims that were already debunked mm-hmm. even in her time. She promoted marital infidelity. She was all about swapping, you know. Right. She was married to a, an oil tycoon, by the way. Right. I mean, so she had unlimited funds, you know. But she called the marriage bed the most, this, this is her quote, degenerative influence in the social order, end yeah. quote. She was a broken woman from the start. Yeah. She could have made choices to break out of that. She never did. And she ended life a broken woman. Right. When we just look at what sin does, it just robs us of our identity in Christ. And it ultimately robs us of living a life of meaning. And, And even with all of this that we're talking about, this is a woman that Planned Parenthood continues to deify. Oh my gosh, yes, every day. She's a goddess to them. <laughs> they annually give out the Margaret Sanger Award. They affectionately call it the Maggie Award to those in media who still help shill for the nation's largest abortion chain. They defend her at every single turn. Mm-hmm. They deny who she was. They deny that the vile pseudoscience of eugenics that drove her efforts and that she is unapologetic in all of her writings about talking about who she is and why she's that way. So I love that they deny that's who she is, but she's very happy to just lay it out there and say, hey, this is who I am. She didn't mask it. No, she, she wasn't being ambiguous it. about it. Imagine any other organization today defending their founder 
uh, if their founder keynoted at a KKK rally, right? right. And, and no, not everyone during that part in the 20th century was a racist. Not everyone was a racist in 1938, nor was every every political figure open to speaking to a terrorist organization like the KKK. Right. But Sanger found it amusing. Many of her board members were fellow eugenicists, mm-hmm. Nazi sympathizers, and leaders in the KKK. Case in point, Lothrop Stoddard. He was a grand cyclops of the KKK. I love their names. They're just crazy. So crazy. Uh, out of Massachusetts. Planned Parenthood board member and author of the insanely racist 1921 book, which was called The Rising Tide of Color Against White World Supremacy. <laughs> I mean... I write about this, actually. You can go online and read radiance.life slash PPKKK. I mean, here is... The organization was steeped in white supremacy, and its DNA has never changed. No. And all we hear from BLM and other SJWs protesting across our nation is how we need to tear down white supremacy, which... I think we need to tear down white supremacy. The only form of supremacy I subscribe to is God's supremacy. Come on, preach it. But well. if you want to tear down white supremacy, start with Planned Parenthood. Boom. Unlike the anarchy we're seeing all around us, the pro-life movement has been working tirelessly yeah. and peacefully right. to abolish abortion and defund Planned Parenthood. Right, right. And I find it so ridiculous when people just keep on saying, Margaret Sanger wasn't a racist. She didn't mm. believe in eugenics. Okay. She was just associated with people who did well history and Sanger's own writings shred that nonsense listen download and subscribe to the life has purpose podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google play or soundcloud welcome to that's so eugenic the game show where you must show you are superior. I mean, you have superior knowledge. No feeble-minded people here. Welcome to the game, Mrs. Bomb.com and Candy G. Mrs. Bomb.com is a homeschooling mama, executive director of a really cool nonprofit, teacher by profession, and loves to fight factophobia. Hi, glad to be here. Candy is a social justice warrior who recently moved to Seattle's Autonomous Zone. She has no job, no income, but she's really looking forward to seeing how socialism plays out. Welcome, Candy. Hi. (laughs) Okay, in this game, I'll name something vile, racist, or just plain anti-human, and you name the eugenicist. Ready, contestants? Who said charities are cruel and encourage... Quote, a dead weight of human waste. (laughs) Yes, Candy G. (laughs) Barack Obama. Uh, no. Mrs. Bomb.com. Margaret Sanger? You are correct. Next question, ladies. Who said manual labor workers were morons and should be replaced by machines and put on a comprehensive program of birth control? Yes, Candy G. Oh, AOC. Uh, no. Mrs. Bomb.com. Uh, maybe Margaret Sanger? You are correct. Next question, ladies. Who said it is a crime against our civilization to encourage the reproduction of mediocre, diseased, or inferior types of groups? Yes. 
Candy G. LeBron. James. <laughs> no. MrsBomb.com. That would be Margaret Singer. You are correct again. Next question, ladies. In her International World Population Conferences, this leading eugenicist added many known Nazis and Nazi sympathizers to serve in leadership roles. One was Eugen Fischer, the Nazi scientist who tried to prove blacks were inferior to whites in the Holocaust before the Holocaust, off the coast of Africa on Shark Island. That same scientist went on to produce a book that would be embraced by the Nazi regime. Human heredity theory and racial hygiene. Name that eugenicist. Yes. Candy G. New York Times, Sarah Jong. Mrsbomb.com. It's got to be Margaret Sanger. You are correct, MrsBomb.com. Okay, and here's the last one. It looks like MrsBomb.com is way in the lead. Actually, that's not surprising. Okay, so who said this? Quote, Birth control means the release and cultivation of the better elements in our society and the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of defective stocks. Those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization. End quote. Candy G. I got this. Beyonce. Absolutely not. Mrs. Bomb.com. It's Margaret Sanger. You are correct. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can't pull the eugenic wool over her eyes. You're a smart one, Mrs. Bomb.com. You must be the result of eugenic breeding, part of that superior race who's more fit and better suited for life. Okay, just kidding. That's so eugenic. Join us next week as we talk with Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and how they just want to protect America from all those super predators. On That's That's So so Eugenic! (laughs) That was was fun. That was fun. (laughs) You know, we we have to point out the lunacy in the abortion movement. I mean, we really do. The Mm -hmm. pro-abortion movement. I know we're talking about something so serious, but can we just pause now and then and just say... This mm-hmm. is insane. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to mock it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, as a creative, I just feel like I have to do that from time to time. Right. I know. Do you remember? Well, of course you remember, but there was this spot you created a few years ago about Planned Parenthood and the Guttmacher Institute, mm-hmm. which was founded by Alan Guttmacher, who was the second president of Planned Parenthood. Guttmacher also served as the VP of the American Eugenics Society. See all the mm-hmm. tie-ins there. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And the Guttmacher Institute is the name you'll read in mainstream media when they want to pretend they're getting accurate data from a quote-unquote research group, That's right? Fake Gut- news. Right. Guttmacher was created by Planned Parenthood to be the, quote, credible scientific research arm of the pseudo-scientific activist organization. Uh, yeah, as believable as the in-house PR department of a tobacco <laughs> or cigarette company. Yeah. Hey, guys, smoking doesn't cause cancer because we researched it and, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. you know, our, our unscientific studies show smoking is completely healthy. I mean, seriously, 
seriously, that's what happened in the mid 20th century. Even the American Medical Association carried cigarette smoking ads, which featured mm. doctors in the ads talking about how safe cigarettes were. They carried that in their journal for years, despite prior to, I mean, there were years and years of studies prior to this mm. that showed the harm of smoking, but it didn't matter. The AMA mm-hmm. still ran the ads, you know, mm-hmm. but I digress. Mm-hmm. We created this ad called We've Been Goop Mockered. Right. Calling out the pro-abortion think tank for its bogus data and defense of abortion in the black community. Right. Our friend Joy and you, babe, sang this Motown-style song that you wrote. (laughs) Joy was... She was amazing. Yeah, that, she was. People she loved it. it. Oh my In gosh. fact, if you play it, we got to play it here for our listeners because they'll just be singing it for the rest of the day. All right, here we go. Just yeah, check it out. Go, go. We've been goop mockered. <laughs> You've been goop mockered, baby. <laughs> You're all about eugenics. Line about abortion clinics. All around in our neighborhood. And you tell us that it's for our own. Love it every time I hear it. Hey, let's let's play true or false since we're in this vein of turning Margaret Sanger into a game show here. <laughs> okay, well let's do it. Let's do All it. All right, true or false? Margaret Sanger advocated for abortion. Is there a half and half option? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Sanger was she was so duplicitous. She was always saying one thing in public but doing another thing in private. You know. But yeah. if I only had one answer, it would be false. Right. You know, isn't that kind of crazy? Because she actually denounced abortion. Sanger wrote in her 1932 article denouncing the Pope's position on birth control. Let me read this. Let me get this. Here we go. The real alternative to birth control is abortion. It is an alternative that I cannot too strongly condemn. Although abortion may be resorted to in order to save the life of a mother, the practice of it merely for limitation of offspring is dangerous and vicious. I bring up the subject here only because some ill-informed persons have the notion that when we speak of birth control, we include abortion as a method. We certainly do not. Abortion destroys the already fertilized ovum or the embryo. Contraception, as I've carefully explained, prevents the fertilizing of the ovum by keeping the male cells away. Thus, it prevents the beginning of life. So she admitted back in 1932, what today's Planned Parenthood still denies, Mm -hmm. that science has long known that life begins at fertilization. Right. And, you know, also in chapter 10 of her book, Women in the New Race, she says, quote, hundreds of thousands of abortions performed in America each year are a disgrace to civilization, unquote. <laughs> well, I guess that makes Planned Parenthood a, a disgrace. Right, I ironically. Mean, the, the leading abortion chain in America killed 345,672 precious human beings, according to their last annual report. Mm-hmm. 
It makes you ask the question, though, right? Like, which Margaret Sanger do they celebrate? I know, right? right? <laughs> the one who was the racist eugenic, mm. eugenist or the one who supported racist immigration policies Maybe or the one, one. <laughs> who said birth control was to eliminate the defectives or the one who said abortion is a disgrace. I'll go with uh, D, all <laughs> yeah, the above. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> I mean, right. It's crazy. It oh is really crazy. So because we're on this kick here, let me give you another question. Okay. Margaret Sanger, did she believe in the First Amendment? Mm, for herself? Yes. For others? Not so mm -hmm. much. So false. Okay. You're saying false, right? Yeah. Right. Here's a 1957 interview with Margaret Sanger, and she's asked about whether Catholics should be able to exercise their First Amendment rights. Let's play this clip real quick. Here in New York, Catholics comprise about 45% of our population. They're the largest single group. Well, don't you think they should have the democratic right to lobby against having their money spent, their tax money spent for something that they consider evil? Well, I suppose they have a right. They certainly do it. But so have the others. They're only 45% of the population. That's, that is not the, the majority. But they have a right to get up and... Certainly. Mm -hmm. I'd have no objection to their having them say that, but I think we should have the same right. I say we, I mean non-Catholics. Well, of course, this is a little bit at variance with something that you told our reporter earlier this week. You said earlier this week, it's not only wrong, it should be made illegal for any religious group to prohibit dissemination of birth control, even among its own members. In other words, you would like to see the government legislate uh, religious beliefs in a certain sense. Where these strange things come to, uh, that I said them is what I should like to know when. Well, now, uh, you know that my reporter spent a good deal of time with you. He's a very accurate young man. Yes. And this, so is a, this, is a, this is a specific quote. Well, I don't think I said it quite that way. Typical Sanger, mm -hmm. talking out both sides of her mouth. The mm -hmm. sad thing is she, she grew up broken. She chose to remain broken, and her approach to eliminating social ills was to eliminate the people experiencing them. Mm -hmm. In fact, she considered the people the social mm -hmm. ills. Mm -hmm. She did. Eesh. Crazy. And here, I have one last question for you. Okay. Margaret Sanger, did she believe in prenatal care? true because she believed that unborn children uh, that the unborn were children well at mm -hmm. least the unborn in the wombs of people who were worthy of life according to you know the eugenic worldview mm -hmm. so i guess kind of true right well correct <clears throat> In her 1925 speech called, quote, the children's era, she said, human society must protect its children. Yes, but prenatal care is most essential. The child to be as yet, as yet, <laughs> as yet, as yet not called into being has rights no less imperative. Did you hear that, Supreme Court? Mm. The unborn have rights. Margaret Sanger said so. It's so crazy. When, this is what happens when you don't see every human being as human. Right. This is why we either all have equal value, we're either created equal or we're not. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, this explains why Planned Parenthood and NYC offers zero prenatal care. Uh, Planned Parenthood affiliates across right. the country, less than 0.1% of all of their services are prenatal care because they do not care about that unborn child. They certainly don't care about the mother. They just care about collecting their the Benjamins there. But look, we actually provide some great 
infographics on all of this at radiance.life slash get the facts. That's radiance.life slash get the facts. We go into all the details about the plummeting services at, at Planned Parenthood, the real medical services like breast cancer exams, mm-hmm. which are only manual exams at Planned Parenthood, uh, pap tests and other things that, that have just been plummeting, including prenatal care, plummeting. But what isn't plummeting? The violence of abortion. Right. So there again, I would say Planned Parenthood would be considered a disgrace by their disgraceful racist and elitist founder. Right. This disgraceful racist and elitist founder. You're exactly right. And like you mentioned, I know that you've said a few times that we're, we're showing our listeners here, we're, we're laying out for you who Margaret Sanger really was. She was such a broken individual and she was broken because she didn't have anything stabilizing in her life. And the God of truth is the God who stabilizes right. our hearts and our minds, takes all of these different feelings and emotions and allows us to filter them through him instead of filtering them through our brokenness. Because when we filter through our brokenness and our cracked emotions and our pain and our disgust for the world around us, we come up with something like we have here, the abortion industry, which is just a hot mess. Right. And, and <laughs> we could just go, we could just go on and on. There's so much we could talk about, but I'll say this, America, if you're really serious about removing symbols of racism and honestly dealing with our past, then start honestly dealing with an organization birthed in eugenic racism and elitism that, like you said earlier, has grown to be a $2 billion industry and the leading killer of black lives. Planned Parenthood makes sure that Mm. 360 unborn black lives can't breathe Mm. every single day. And that doesn't even count the hundreds and hundreds of other lives of every other hue. Right. You're talking about Planned Parenthood kills about 900 beautiful, precious, defenseless Mm. human lives every single day. America, we need to wake up. Yeah. Go into the commentary, which is on. So we want to end our show on a high note. Mm-hmm, as usual. Mm-hmm. And so for all those out there like Margaret Sanger who don't see our equal worth and value, mm-hmm. God brings us precious individuals who defy that brokenness. Right. I actually, I think if you're mom, Ryan, and mm-hmm. shout out to show number five. I, I love your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think about your mom who grew up with an alcoholic father, yeah. just like Sanger did, and was even placed in a children's home for one year while her parents separated. Yeah. She grew up in really hard circumstances circumstances too, just like Sanger. But unlike Sanger, who sought to eliminate the broken, your mom sought to elevate the broken, adopting 10 children after having three biological. And and that's why show number five is a must listen, right? It will. It will make you cry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm telling you. It it features the only public recording of my mom sharing about my parents' incredible journey of adoption Mm -hmm. and shattering the myth that that whole remember that slogan of Planned Parenthood, every child a wanted child. Yeah. It my parents shattered the myth of the unwanted child. Right. You know who also defied the Sanger narrative? Mm-hmm. I had to ask it again. You know who also defied the Sanger narrative? Yeah. Doctor Mildred, Mildred Jefferson. Jefferson. 
I love that lady. She's a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, although she passed away in October 2010, and I wish I had gotten to meet her. I never did. But her legacy lives on. And prayerfully, it lives on through the Radiance Foundation and the work we do because we love to talk about this trailblazer. Yes. <laughs> you know, she grew up in the Jim Crow South. Um, but she, Dr. Jefferson, she refused to be a victim. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Just Dr. Just say that again. <laughs> Jefferson refused to be a victim. Yes. She knew firsthand the evil of racism. She um, knew the oppression of sexism and elitism and the dehumanizing pseudoscience of eugenics. Yeah. But she rose above it all. Yes. In 1947, she was admitted to Harvard Medical School. And in 1951, she became the very first black woman to graduate from the school. And honestly, she was also the first woman to become a general surgeon at the Boston University Medical Center. I think it's sad we don't hear more about her. (laughs) Well, she doesn't fit that fake feminist narrative. You know, and as a physician, she cared for the sick and the poor and fought against the evil of eugenics. She never Mm -hmm. minced words. And I love that about her. She was incredibly eloquent. There are just Mm -hmm. some people that just from so many different backgrounds, it's like when they speak, you're just captivated. Yeah. She is that type of person. In a a 1978 interview with Ebony Magazine, she described her feeling about abortion as genocide in the black community. And this is what she said, quote, Mm -hmm. I would guess that the abortionists have done more to get rid of generations and cripple others than all of the years of slavery and Mm -hmm. lynchings, end quote. But it's even better to hear her own voice about the way that she saw the violence of abortion. I became a physician in order to help save lives, not to destroy them. My earnest effort is to uphold medicine as a high calling, a sacred profession. The Hippocratic tradition, fused with the Judeo-Christian sanctity of life ethic, requires that a doctor demand of oneself a high standard of moral commitment and a code of disciplined personal conduct before undertaking the responsibility for another person's life. The United States Supreme Court's 1973 decisions on abortion gave to my profession an almost unlimited license to kill when the high court made getting rid of a baby a private decision between a woman and a doctor. The state may make regulations to the point of prohibiting abortion if it chooses only in approximately the last three months of pregnancy and even then may make no law which would overrule a doctor's medical judgment. There's a lure in this license which has a hook for the unwary doctor. The doctor who willingly accepts destroying life will have no grounds on which to object if the state should compel that doctor to destroy life. I will not accept the proposition that the doctor should relinquish the role of healer to become the new social executioner. It is unconscionably unfair that the victim selected on which to test the social remedy of expendable lives is the most defenseless member of the human family, the unborn child who cannot escape, cannot riot in the streets, and cannot vote. As a woman, I am ashamed that the voices raised loudest in this demand to destroy the unborn children are those of other women. Blinded by an all-absorbing selfishness, these women are trying to force the society to grant them rights without the responsibilities that our social contract demands and privileges without the payment that our moral order commands. I am at once physician, a citizen, and a woman, 
And I am not willing to stand aside and allow this concept of expendable human lives to turn this great land of ours into just another exclusive reservation where only the perfect, the privileged, and the planned have the right to live. Wow. So powerful. Wow. Powerful because that is real <laughs> women's empowerment. Come on, yes. You can read about her and see that video on our website at radiance.life forward slash trailblazer. Um, we'll also link to it on our show website, lifehaspurpose.com. And by the way, Mildred Jefferson is credited with bringing once Democrat turned Republican president Ronald Reagan over to the pro-life side. You just never know how God's going to use you. Mm. How we treat the weakest among us shows the true strength of our humanity. Yes. Abortion destroys Period. Yeah. And it's equally tragic, whether red, yellow, black, brown, or white, until the day abortion is abolished. This is, I know this is what we're called to do. Yeah. I know this is what Bethany and I are called to do through the Radiance Foundation. We tackle a lot of social issues, but the fundamental issue is life. Without life, yeah. nothing else matters. So we'll keep fighting until abortion is abolished, until Planned mm-hmm. Parenthood is swept away. Look, people mm-hmm. are not problems to eliminate. Right. They are precious lives we should celebrate. Amen. And this July 4th, may our national creed be reflected in our daily actions to defend human dignity. Yes. We are created equal. Amen. Happy Mm. Independence Day, America. May we turn back to God and radiate like a city on a hill. Amen. Bethany and I will keep fighting to shine a light on the truth that we are created from one blood. Amen. In the image of God. Amen. Every life matters. Yeah. In and out of the womb. We'd love to know what you think of the podcast. Go to lifehaspurpose.com and give us your feedback. You can also listen and download our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Remember, whatever may come your way. And no matter what people say, your your life life has purpose. purpose.